Hey you, you're listening to episode number 150 of the Keto Diet Podcast, and today we're chatting all about what to do when you're knocked out of ketosis, weight stalls, how to manage your keto if you just hate coconut, or you're allergic to coconut, or you just are sensitive, or you just don't like it, everything to do about coconut and how to swap it out of your ketogenic eating style. So today we're chatting all about how to know if keto is right for you, how to troubleshoot, and really delve deep into what's what with your ketogenic diet. I've covered a bunch of this in my program, The Keto Beginning. So if you have it, go open it, read it. And if you don't, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your copy. And if you have questions about today's content, maybe you get to the end of today's episode and you have more questions for me, totally you should ask your question over at healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. That's where we're going to have all resources, links, extra blog posts and videos that complement today's episode. I got two cool things for you today. And the first is that when you use the hashtag the keto diet from now until June 16th, you're entered to win a bunch of cool prizes including Equip Complete Collagen, Liver Capsules, we have Primal Kitchen, Avocado Oil, Mayo, and Ranch Dressing. All you got to do is use the hashtag TheKetoDiet when you're sharing anything to do with my newest paperback, The Keto Diet Cookbook. So you got to have a copy. You can cook from it, meal plan with it, whatever you'd like to do. Just use that hashtag and you'll be instantly entered to win. And we're giving away prizes every single week. Second cool thing is that I'm celebrating the launch of my paperback books with a virtual tour. You can join me on Instagram live multiple times a week where I'm answering your common keto questions from meal planning to hormone balancing and beyond. There's PCOS, menopause, PMS. It's all going down. Follow me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. You can also watch the lives on Facebook, following me at healthful pursuit and watch for the alerts. Hopefully we can hang out live or you can watch the recordings if you don't catch me live. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet and author of the upcoming paperback book, Keto for Women, where I'm showing you how to take charge of the imbalances that are ruling your life so you can discover your happy weight in three easy steps. Or you may know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today and thanks so much for listening. This is a Q&A episode, so I'm going to be answering a lot of your questions that came in over healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. If you haven't already asked me a question, head on over there, ask your question, and hopefully it will be in an upcoming episode. So first question is from Lenita. I hate to even bother you and ask, I know you are exceptional with helping women with keto. Let me start by saying that I'm not keto currently. I suppose you could call me vegetarian. I was vegan and my weight went up. I was told that I have a pancreas not working correctly, which is part of my problem. I actually am a brain surgery survivor and I'm guessing I have hypothyroidism too. My question is, could keto help me? Okay, Lenita, it sounds like you've got a great past going on and your body is really strong and you're just pushing through it. And I think that that's so great. Even that you have a commitment to your health is fabulous. 
So the first piece of this is following a vegan eating style can definitely cause weight gain if you're not eating the right food. In fact, any eating style can cause weight gain if you're not eating the right food. So it could definitely be the vegan foods that you're choosing that contributed to why you gained weight on your vegan eating style. The same can be said for keto or vegetarianism. It really depends on what foods you're choosing. Now, hypothyroidism It's a whole different piece because hypothyroidism, if you suspect that your thyroid is not totally on point, that could cause some imbalances in your body. And because you're asking like, is keto right for me? When it comes to hypothyroidism, if a patient came to me and they didn't know what keto was and they said, I have a thyroid problem, I'm not sure that I would instantly go to, you should go keto. (laughs) What I'd probably do is say, you should go paleo. Let's play around with your carbohydrates. Let's up your fats. Let's keep carbs in there and see how your thyroid works and how things are going before we jump over to keto. And it really depends on where you're coming from. I'm answering this as somebody who said, Lenita, you've said that you're vegetarian. It's a very big jump to go from vegetarian to keto. And I think especially if you're interested in eating animal proteins, it can be helpful to do paleo, assess your thyroid, and then go over to keto. Now, in the same light, when it comes to thyroid, you really need to work with a doctor to determine whether or not you have a thyroid imbalance. So I would highly recommend making an appointment with your healthcare practitioner, asking them to run some tests, including your TSH, free T3, at least those two. Like if they're just like, I'm just going to test your thyroid, TSH, free T3. If you can get them to do free T4, that's even better. And even just those three tests can go a long way in determining if you have an issue with your thyroid and if you need further tests. Now, once you get those tests, you can action how to support your thyroid in a way that uh, suits you best. But I would say that overall, hypothyroidism, if you do have it, really responds well to having a little bit of carbohydrates. I wouldn't recommend if you do choose to go keto that you go like carnivore. Just in my experience with my clients, and this isn't to say that this hasn't happened because I'm sure it has, most women that I've met or worked with respond best when they have hypothyroidism to having a touch of carbohydrates. However, I'm sure there are carnivore women out there that are totally crushing it that have healed their hypothyroidism by not eating any carbohydrates and just animal protein. So go figure. That's just been my experience. Now, you mentioned that your pancreas isn't working. I'm assuming realistically using best guess that you mean perhaps that you're not digesting your meals properly. So based on the fact that you had a hard time being vegan, I'm guessing that this could be a digestive issue. If a doctor says your pancreas isn't working, I would definitely ask them for more information about what they mean by that. Like, Are they saying that your digestive enzymes aren't working properly? Are they saying that you're having an issue with insulin? So there are a bunch of different questions you need to ask them so that you can best understand what's happening in your own body. But I would say that based on the fact that you said when you went vegan, you gained weight. And also because you're saying your pancreas isn't working, I'm guessing that that's a digestive issue. So in the show notes today, I'm going to link up to... My favorite digestive enzyme, you can take a look at that. And if it is a digestive issue, that could be helpful. So your main question was, could keto help you? I think because there are a few unknowns about your health, it may be best to gravitate toward real food as much as possible. Like I said, be intuitive with your body and take more of a paleo approach, assess, get your thyroid and pancreas issues really resolved first. And what I mean by resolved is just figure out what's going on with them so that you can better assess what your next steps are. Because 
thyroid especially is so, so important to our health. I mean, so is the pancreas. If you can't digest your food, then there's no point in eating all this real awesome food. So I would recommend chat with your doctor, get those two things figured out, like just figure out what's up. And then you can make a plan of how you want to develop your ketogenic protocol to best suit your imbalances. I hope that was helpful, Lanita. Back to today's episode in a sec. I thoroughly enjoy a good keto snack, and that should come as no surprise as many of the partners on the podcast are keto snacks. It's what most of us struggle with, how to pound back the fat when we're on the go. And that's why I love F-Bomb filled with high quality fats. Each single serve packet is keto friendly, no sugar, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut-free, and vegan. And they won't blow up in your purse like other packets that we've all tried. Just pure fats in an easy tear package. My personal favorite is their macadamia pecan butter. It's a real treat. Now, listeners of the show can get 20% off their very first order of F-bombs when you go to healthfulpursuit.com slash F-bomb and use the coupon code healthful for 20% off your first order. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash F-bomb. Use the coupon code healthful, all in caps, for 20% off your first order order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Millie has a two-part question. Hi, Leanne. I've been listening to your podcast for a few weeks and loving it. Question. I feel like I see a lot of keto sweets recipes where they call for Lily's Stevia chocolate chips. However, I see brands like Goutard that are high in cocoa percentage and the same amount of carbs as Lily's. Will these knock me out of ketosis since they have sugar? Okay, I'm going to answer this question first before I go on to your question number two, Millie. It's not all about sugar. For example, right before recording this episode, I had one of the F-bomb salted chocolate macadamia packets. And in this packet, I just have it right beside me. It's a one ounce serving, so like two tablespoons of fat. It has 210 calories, 22 grams of fat, four grams of saturated fat, 30 milligrams of sodium, four grams of carbohydrate. Three of those are dietary fiber. There's two grams of total sugar. So, and then also protein at two grams. So really in the grand scheme of things, I just ate a ton of fat with very minimal carbohydrate. And yes, it did have a bit of added sugar, like the dark chocolate in there has cane syrup. It's two grams of sugar and I'm not worried about it and I don't feel anything from having this. But if you're super, super carbohydrate sensitive and even sugar sensitive, this might not be the right treat for you by having anything with sugar. Now, you also have to remember that if you have a sensitivity with sugar, which a lot of people do have a sensitivity to sugar, like actual sugar, and if you test them um, with an allergy test, it'll come up that they're sensitive to sugar, then you need to be mindful of that. And it's a pretty common sensitivity. And also sugar makes people feel different. So if you are sensitive to sugar and that when you have sugar, you want more sugar and even a small, small amount of it will affect you, then I would go for more of the Lily's chocolate chips. But if you are not this person and you're just looking for an equal carbohydrate amount and probably also save some money, I see nothing wrong with going with the high cacao percentage 
that's sweetened with sugar. I do that in my own baking. I do love Lily's chocolate chips, but usually they're around $10 a bag. <laughs> and that's a little crazy sometimes when I'm testing recipes and I just need to test a recipe and try it and I know it's probably going to fail. So I've used that multiple times and I haven't had an issue, but it really, really depends on your body. Okay. Your second question, my goal is to lose 30 pounds on keto. I'm pretty close to my goal weight relative to other ketoers. My progress is slow though. Six weeks in, six pounds down. Is this normal? Yeah. I don't know who gave out the idea that you should be losing more than a pound a week. But in nutrition school, when I worked at multiple weight loss clinics, it was always one pound a week. If our clients are not doing one pound a week, then we can look at other things. If they're doing more than one pound a week, we actually need to watch them closely. If it's more than two pounds a week, we need to slow down the progress because if it's any quicker than one pound, maximum, maximum two pounds a week, you start to deal with a lot of um, loose skin problems metabolism problems, hydration problems, so uh, protein problems. So what can happen is that your muscle can actually deteriorate quicker. So one pound a week is the magic sauce. That's where you want to keep it. So congratulations. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. Okay, next up is Anita. Hello, earlier this year, I tried keto for two and a half months. The first week I lost five pounds and then nothing. I never cheated, I counted carbs, I cut back on nuts and cheese, ate only healthy oils, etc. I felt better, less bloated, but inches were the same and no loss. I'm 50 years old with no gallbladder, so I purchased ox bile, niacin, vitamin B after listening to your podcast, then waited for the magic to start nothing. I stopped keto and I'm back up the five pounds of water weight I lost. Help me. <laughs> You're right, Anita. The first week at five pounds, you can probably guess that that is water weight. And everyone talks about this absolute magic, like after two weeks of eating keto, their lives are completely changed. <laughs> and then they get really disappointed when it doesn't change and they have issues. And unfortunately, that's just the marketing of any diet. And with keto gaining popularity, we're just going to see this more and more and more. And although my experience on keto was that I lost weight very, very quickly, that may not be your experience. And that's totally fine. In fact, looking back on my experience of losing weight really quickly, I lost 20 pounds in less than a month. I think it was exactly 30 days, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while. But then I had a lot of health issues and my thyroid gave out and my adrenals gave out. So although your body may be more reluctant to lose weight, you might count your blessings on this because if you lose it too quickly, you can actually deal with a lot of health imbalances, which actually make you gain the weight back plus more. Plus then you have anxiety or depression or uh, imbalanced thyroid and you're dealing with a bunch of health imbalances. And remember that all of this takes time. So you got yourself to this point. Now it's a process of removing yourself from this point. And just like it took you many, many, many years to get to this point, it's probably going to take you about half to get out of this point. So I always try to remember, you know, I had amenorrhea for eight years and I expected it to take about four years for my period to be on point and for my cycle to be absolutely great. And I'm nearing on that fourth year. I have a couple more months 
months left and I'm, I'm starting to notice like each cycle is just better and builds upon the last and it just takes time. Another thing I wanted to mention is that you mentioned your age, you're 50 years old, so I'm guessing you're postmenopausal. So if you had an adrenal imbalance before you experienced menopause, this could be causing the issue. So I would definitely try to get your cortisol test. Just go to your local doctor or your healthcare provider and ask them to run a cortisol test. If you're unable to do that, you could go towards something like Everlywell. If you go to healthfulpursuit.com slash well, you can use the coupon code KETO for 15% off your order on any blood, urine, or saliva test that you want on their site. And that's an awesome coupon code that you can use. But if you cannot test and it's not an option and you're assuming that perhaps your menopause experience was absolutely horrible, plus you can't lose weight, plus you're having other hormonal symptoms, it's a good guess that if you're in menopause that you need to support your adrenals. So I'm going to read from my manuscript from Keto for Women, my upcoming paperback book that launches June 18th. You guys can find out more by going to ketoforwomen.com. And I put together this cool little food list that'll tell you um, how to support your adrenals. And then there are recipes and support for each of these aspects. But I'll just go through the different foods and you can jot them down as I go. So some spices and other things to look at when you want to support your adrenals are going to be things like cilantro, fresh ginger, garlic, ginger powder, ground cinnamon, parsley, turmeric, oranges, pineapples, strawberries, sweet potatoes. Now that's if you're practicing carb ups. So definitely keep that in mind. If you are through menopause, you're postmenopausal, you're dealing with adrenal dysfunction, perhaps you have thyroid dysregulation, you may benefit from carbing up. So oranges, pineapples, strawberries, and sweet potatoes are going to be great for that. Then you have protein like beef, bone broth, eggs, mackerel, organ meats, and salmon. Then you have your non-starchy vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, dark leafy greens, fermented vegetables, red bell peppers, sea vegetables... And lastly, you have your healthy fats like avocados, chia seeds, coconut oil, flax seeds, olives, and pumpkin seeds. So definitely look at that. And I wish you all the luck in sorting everything out. Anita, I know you got it in you and just a couple of tweaks. I'm sure you'll get there. Back to today's episode in a sec. If you're not familiar with Paleo Valley, they make one of my most favorite healthful keto snacks, 100% grass-fed beef sticks and 100% pasture-raised turkey sticks, and they are also fermented. Each stick contains 1 billion CFUs of probiotics to benefit the health of your gut and strengthen your immune system. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive, and dye-free, as well as being preservative-free. Many of the flavors are 100% free from carbohydrates and the best part they're really really tasty now you can shop all things paleo valley load up your cart and apply a 20 percent discount code to everything in your cart to take advantage of this offer go to paleovalley.com keto fill up your cart and enter the coupon code keto 20 that's keto 20 at checkout to apply a 20 percent off discount on your entire purchase if you're unsure of the link simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. 
Okay, last question is from Amanda. Leanne, bought your book yesterday and I loved it. I read the whole thing on the train ride to grad school after work. That's awesome, Amanda. Thank you. Going over the recipes, is there a straight substitute for recipes with coconut? So like one tablespoon of MCT to one tablespoon of coconut oil, the flour. I have one major picky eater issue and that's the coconut. I just can't do it. Help. I want to go shopping and give this whole keto thing a try. I think it's going to be really good for me, but I need help on that. Thanks, XOXO Amanda. Okay, I'm just picking up the copy of my Keto Diet Cookbook. You guys can find out more by going to ketodietbook.com. And if you have a copy, you can follow along with me on page 63. Now, Amanda, I'm not sure if you're talking about my first book, my second book. So my first book is The Keto Diet. My second book is The Keto Diet Cookbook. And my third book is Keto for Women. So I'm guessing you got my first book, which really doesn't talk about how to swap out coconut. But in my second book, The Keto Diet Cookbook, on page 63, I explain how to swap out different forms of coconut in your favorite meals. So like one cup of light coconut milk equals one cup of any sort of milk. Then you have half a cup or 50 grams of coconut flour equals a three quarters of a cup or 55 grams of roughly ground pork rinds. For shredded coconut, we have one cup or 100 grams of unsweetened shredded coconut equals three quarters of a cup or 110 grams of hulled hemp seeds. Now, when it comes to coconut cream or full fat coconut milk, one cup or 250 grams of coconut cream equals one cup or 240 milliliters of full fat coconut milk. So either of those can equal three quarters of a cup or 180 milliliters of nut or seed milk blended with a quarter cup or 40 grams of soaked raw cashews. And then we have one cup or 250 grams of coconut cream can equal the flesh of two medium house avocados, which equals 220 grams blended. Lastly, we have the coconut oil, which Amanda, you were asking about one cup of coconut oil, which is 210 grams of coconut oil can be supplemented with one cup. So one to one, all of these are one to one, one cup or 210 grams of beef tallow or lard. Now that's great for savory recipes. Then you have the same amount of coconut oil, one cup or 210 grams equals one cup or 210 grams of lard. Now this is good for baked goods. Or you could use one cup or 240 grams of cacao butter. And that's again for baked goods. Now for your sweet fat bombs, if you're like, I want to make fat bombs, it calls for coconut oil. You can just use cacao butter. It's the fat from chocolate. Again, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. So whatever it calls for is what you use. Cacao butter is a little bit awkward because it comes so hard that you kind of have to melt it before you measure it. But if you want to measure it and you have a scale at home, one cup is 240 grams. So I know that was a lot of measurements and a lot of numbers that I was just throwing out there. Probably easier than writing all this down and rewinding five million times is to just go grab my cookbook. It's usually on sale on Amazon for like 20 to 40% off all the time. You guys can just go to ketodietbook.com, check out a couple of options. And again, that was on page 63. So yeah, there are many, many ways that you can supplement with non-coconutty things. And in regards to the MCT, the MCT shouldn't taste like coconut and shouldn't bother you that much. If you do have a sensitivity, that's something different. But the MCT oil powder, I find tastes nothing like coconut, but I could be wrong because I just really love coconut like so much that we named our dog coconut. And I'm actually surprised me saying it this many times. Our dog hasn't run down here and been like, play. But yeah, I hope that was really helpful, Amanda. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and I'll see you guys in a couple of days. Okay, bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.